in the old days, that's what our people used to sing. Song written and sung by old slave trader, who the Lord saved. And he said, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Amazing. It's amazing. We are still in our You Can Do Hard Things series. So the Lord has laid it on my heart to talk to you today about sometimes obedience is the hardest thing to do. Sometimes obedience is the hardest thing to do. Let us pray. God, we thank you right now for the words that you have given to this your vessel. I thank you for this church and for the members thereof. I thank you that you have blessed us to come together in worship once again. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, allow me to do what it is that you have required of my hands at this time. In Jesus' name, we do pray. And I say amen, amen. I'm going to endeavor to go fast because I know that this is Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. I know some of y'all are like, uh, don't be holding me in there too long. Fellowships are not included. But I know how it is on Super Bowl Sunday. Some are always trying to figure out how they can hurry up and get out of church. I ain't talking about nobody in here. I'm just, I'm just talking. Amen. So, so, so let me tell you a story real quick. Uh, and it's not a Super Bowl story. It's a, a story that I found about a man. Uh, uh, once upon a time when this man was sleeping in a cabin out in the woods when suddenly there was this light that filled his room and the light was God appearing to him. The man was astonished that the Lord had appeared to him and the Lord told the man that he had work for him to do and he showed him a large rock on the outside of his cabin and the Lord told the man go out there and push against the rock with all your might. So the man went day after day and did just that. He pushed against the rock day after day. In fact, for many years, the man pushed hard on the rock from sunup to sundown. He pushed on the rock. He kept pushing on the rock. And each night, he would return home to his cabin worn out and sore. He consistently felt like his work was in vain because the rock wasn't moving. Two amens and I'll be out of you. Seeing that the man was uh, showing signs of discouragement, here comes the devil. And the devil got in the picture and placed thoughts in his mind such as you've been pushing on this rock for uh, a long time and it had moved. Why are you killing yourself over a rock? You are never going to move it, so why do you keep killing yourself over this rock? 
And he gave the man the impression that the task was impossible and that he was nothing but a failure. Ain't that what the devil will do to us when we're trying to listen to God? And if we listen to him, he's in our other ear over there talking about you ain't nothing but a failure. Uh, so the man began to listen to the devil so much that he became more discouraged and more disheartened than ever before, Brother Sultan. So he asked himself, as the devil had said to him, why kill myself over this rock? And the more he thought about it, the more he began to convince himself that he needed to kind of back off. Y'all know what back off means. He was telling himself that I've got to give myself minimal effort strategy. I gotta do just a, a little bit of, I gotta put in just a little bit of my time, give just a bad minimum to the effort. No spirit of excellence, RCM2, and that will be good enough. So he did just that. Don't you just love it when, when people give just a little bit of themselves to the Lord? Just a, just a tiny bit. They, they can't give God all they have. They got to give him just a little bit. And, and they want God to move hell and high water for them. But, 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 but they want to give him a little bit there, time, whatever it is. So, then one day the man decided that he needed to ask God about it in prayer. You know, he was not working as unto the Lord, as it says in the Colossians anymore. So he had been praying over this rocky situation anyway, and he prayed every day. So, so, so he decided he didn't talk to the Lord. Should have been talking to him all along. But he now he's going to talk to the Lord. So I hope that at this point in the story, I got some witnesses out there. Who when you get into your rocky situation, you're praying to the Lord anyway. You don't wait till a special time to talk to the Lord and to get on your knee. You ought to be talking to him every day, sometimes every hour, sometimes in the middle of the hour, sometimes in the middle of the day, sometimes when somebody else is in your ear with a whole lot you need to be talking to the Lord. So this man said, now Lord, you know, getting indignant with the Lord, because all of a sudden, it's his fault. And he's telling the Lord, uh, 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 I've labored and I've labored and I've done the hard things in your service to move this rock. Yet all this time, I haven't even moved the rock an inch. What am I doing wrong, Lord? Why am I failing at what you told me to do? So, you know, sometimes we can get really indignant with God when we don't hear what we want to hear or when it feels like what we want it to feel like. Amen? And the Lord compassionately said to him, well, my child, when long ago I asked you to serve me and you accepted, when I asked you to serve me and you accepted, when I asked you to serve me 
and you accepted it. Uh, I told you to push against the rock with all your strength. And I am pleased to tell you that uh, you have done just as I commanded you. Yes, I am. I'm pleased. But never once did I tell you that I expected you to move the rock. Your task was only to push against the rock, not try to move it. I never told you that you had to move the rock. Because you see, sometimes things we simply have to just turn over to God and let him do the rest. It ain't about what we have decided to do. It's what God has decided to do through us. Come on, Lord. And so he said to him, and now you think you failed. But that ain't so. Look at yourself. Uh, your arms are strong and full of muscles. Uh, your back is strong and chiseled. Uh, I added this, you got a six pack, man. Y'all know what the six pack looks like. They even got an operation there where you can go and put had a six pack put in. Look like you got some muscles all in your stomach. Uh, you got strong hands. You got those massive hard tree trunk legs. All because you pushed against the rock. My Lord, my Lord. You see, through this great workout you have uh, from me, you've grown much on your, and your abilities now surpass what you used to have. Yeah. That's a shouting point right there because some of us are gaining muscles according to the way God says we need to have muscles. And, and he continues to say that although you haven't moved the rock, your calling was to be O-B-E-D-I-E-N-T, obedient. Did you hear that word? Your calling was to be obedient and push to exercise your faith and to trust in my wisdom. Exercise your faith and trust in my wisdom. Now you've done this, so let me tell you something good. I'll move the rock for you. I'll move it out of your way. Sometimes God will take simple obedience and work it out on our behalf. He'll move some rocks out of the way. He'll move some circumstances out of the way. He'll take some of those hard things and push them aside if we but do what he said for us. I just came to tell you that God makes no mistakes and how he handles our situation. God never misses the mark when he tells us what he wants us to do. He continues to give us the opportunity to move the rocks of life, but only according to his will and according to his way. And even though it may seem hard to do, God expects us to obey him while we do it. When he does, you can, this is a good thing I love, you can expect a blessing. Amen. If we don't obey, however, like the old folk used to say, 
a hard head make a salt behind how many of y'all won't be beat by the Lord do you ever want God to beat you I don't think so cause that hard head will make a real salt behind I can go back into back to in the day when mama would pull those switches together tie them in and then flat them up in threes take all the leaves off and beat you till there was nothing left and my daddy was even worse he pulled out his belt and beat me even through those hard covers that I thought I could hide on the end of bed at night when I did something wrong when I did not obey they had a way of letting me know that I must be obedient and so we find in this text that here comes Moses who was just like that he was this great hero of the Bible this great conqueror in the faith had this great leader of the Israelite nation and God blessed him with a spokesperson so he could even stop stuttering and talk to whoever he needed to talk to uh, this man who accomplished great thing was just like you and I uh -huh. finding it difficult to obey the sovereign Lord then the text says in specific it says and the Lord told him to take his rod and go before the assembly and speak to the rock and the rock would give the Israelites water to drink I'm sure Moses had questions about the outcome, meaning whether he should obey or not. You know how we are, because speaking to a rock didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But let me tell you something, it made sense to God. It made sense to God. At a minimum, it would be hard uh, a hard thing for Moses or for any person to be obedient uh, and speak to a rock because Moses or others would likely be uh, embarrassed. Embarrassed. It, 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 especially if no water came out. Put yourself out there and start thinking about how you would look when you were speaking to a rock. And you know, we like to save face so we, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do anything in front of people so they don't be laughing at us and talking about us. Yeah. And did you see them getting on Facebook and Instagram and snapping pictures and, and showing us how crazy we look? Well, here is this man of God, uh, probably saving face, but he but uh, and probably embarrassed but probably doing what God said because it ain't about us and it ain't about our feelings amen, amen somebody amen. it ain't about us knowing everything either amen. we know it all need to figure out how we can let somebody else know something tell you something. Sometimes God gives us what looks like embarrassing things for us to do. Sometimes God gives us what seems like strange things for us to do. And sometimes obeying his commands seems to be the hardest thing to do. Amen somebody. I raise my hand. I raise my hand because 
Well, I know sometimes that it looks strange to me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. This church was a strange thing to me. I all know the story, but I ain't gonna go into it. I didn't know, and I was wondering. But God said go. Uh, but as I told you before, uh, since the beginning of January, we can do hard things. If God has ordained it, we can do hard things. Are they tough, Brother Allen? Yes. Do we want to just give up sometime? Yes, yes Reverend Veronica. Sister Denise, Reverend Denise, do we just want to do the bare minimum? Sometimes, yes, 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 yes. You know what it is, the bare minimum. Just enough to get by. Don't give God your best in this Christian journey. But let me tell you something. If God has called you to it, he will get you through it. And not only will he get you through it, but he will help you do it. Yes, he will. So like you and the unknown man in my opening story, many of us know exactly what God told us to do. But sometimes we just don't do it. Am I right about it? I hope I'm in the right church. Come on, y'all, because we can be real in this house. Many times it's because we let the world and the devil within the world direct our obedience away from God. Sin uh, takes us away uh, from God, uh, and we we sin at this, and we sin at that, and we we just lose it when God is concerned. We don't do what He required that we do. We get off track and we lose our focus, and because God uh, obeying God is sometimes so very very hard to do. At least we think so. But I'm like Star Jones on, on divorce, but you better recognize. Uh, and you better get yourself together and stop playing with God. Some of you, let me go here for a minute. God told you to find your purpose and get in it. And you haven't done it. Some of you, God told you to become more giving, but you haven't done it yet. Some of you, God, told you to be more loving, to be more honest, uh, to be more humble, and we haven't done it yet. We are human, I understand. But when God speaks, we need to listen. He said to be more faithful, to be more fruitful, and we haven't done that yet either. Uh, And here's one especially for somebody I don't out there, I don't know why God said write this in. He said, but some of us need to be more careful. Because the devil is trying to kill you. You need to be more careful. I hope I got some witnesses out there. Whoever that before. But we need to know that it's hard to obey sometimes. But if you want to go to heaven, you better start doing this hard thing. You better start pushing the rocks of life according to the will of God. What this text tells us is about this hard thing is how we humans often want to listen to the counsel of our own mind. 
You know, we want to be legends in our own mind. Uh, and we'll be like Frank Sinatra. I have to do it my way. Yeah, so, so, so let me stop right here. Everybody here, raise your hand, please. And say, guilty. Guilty. Amen. Amen. Because we all are guilty. Amen. Are we not? Amen. All right, I know I'm in the right church now. And, and sometimes life is like a big rock. It's heavy. It's out of shape. It's difficult and it holds people in place without progress. You can't move that type of rock without God's heavy lifting equipment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Pastor I and I and my in-laws, we rode through just yesterday and then again today. And down the corner, they have torn down this whole building that used to be uh, Michael's 8th Avenue. What? It looks just like ain't nothing ever been there. Yeah. Heavy lifting equipment was there yesterday and, and, and Friday. And, and we saw them move stuff and steel laying all over the place. I'm sure there were some rocks underneath there somewhere, but that building is gone. Heavy lifting equipment. That's how God can do it for us. He can move mountains. And, and uh, we are to not only say to God that you don't have to move the mountain, but just give us the strength to climb. Yes, my Lord. Yes. Listen, listen, uh, we are often like the children of Israel where in, uh, that were in scripture. There are times when the children of Israel were clamoring and complaining to Moses because they had no water. The water can symbolize the relief from our lives and circumstances. Moses was given specific instructions and sometimes he did what God said and other times he did not do it. So let me show you something in, in the scriptures uh, where Moses had obedience or the lack thereof to God. Let's go in history on uh, Exodus 17, 1 through 6. You don't have to read it here, but let me give you a key verse. And it says, I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock. That was God's command to Moses. Strike the rock. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. The water was the blessing. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He was obedient. But the bottom line is, and this is a two-point sermon, uh, obedience brings about blessing. Why? Because the bottom line was Moses was told by God to strike the rock and he was obedient and did it. Yeah. The water came out of the rock. Yeah. But let me give you my other point. When we don't do it the way God says, there is a whole nother perspective. Like Star Jones said, we got to recognize. And that is disobedience can bring on punishment. Our text today, Numbers 28 through 12, let me tell you some of the main issues uh, here with these people. 
grumbling and complaining years later for water. They wanted their circumstance of water moved to the side. Uh, and so there was no water. They went to Moses and they contended with Moses. They contended with God, never even thinking that they should do something other than that. And God said in this time to Moses, speak to the rock before their eyes so they can see that water will pour out of the rock. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their lives stop and drink. That's in Numbers 20. And so Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded. And he and Aaron gathered the assembly together just as God commanded. But Moses decided to become a legend in his own mind. He struck the rock two times. Not one, but two times. Struck it with his rod. That ain't what God told him to do. Water did come out. Yeah, the people were blessed. But they did not do know uh, that God had told him to speak to the rock. So Moses was disobedient. And even though God delivered the blessing for his people, verse 12 then tells us where the curse came in for his disobedience. The one thing that he had hoped to do, the one thing that he had hoped to make happen and achieve, and that was to go into the promised land. God told him, no, uh-uh-uh-uh. You ain't going. Because you disobeyed me. Well, people of God, let me tell you, obedience is better than sacrifice. God also hates disobedience. A haughty spirit is breeding disobedience. And it is in opposition to God. When we disobey, we sacrifice. I like to say we trade in our favor. We trade in our good things that were going to happen in our lives. We sacrifice our peace and we might receive wrath. We might receive judgment. We sacrifice, we sacrifice, we sacrifice. This being Valentine's week, and I'm gonna be finished in a few minutes. Uh, somebody need to know that God expects obedience from his children because he loves us. We must love him so we won't disobey him. Somebody might be asking what's love got to do with it? Everything. Because he first loved us. So we got to love him and to love him we must obey him. Alright, so out. And amen. And, and let me give you uh, another thing here because it was confirmed to me in four different conversations or sermons or things this week. So I'm putting this disclaimer out here right now. Don't get mad with me. <laughs> don't try to put me out of my own church because I ain't going. Don't try to text me. Don't try to email me. Don't even try to hold me in a strong conversation about what I'm about to say. 
I just have to be obedient and tell you what God told me to say to you. If you disagree, and you must talk about it, take it up with him. So I'm reminded of a true story that a clergy friend told me uh, about me and Pastor I, about how a member of their church knew they were supposed to be obedient with their time. But they withheld them because they didn't like the previous pastor. Well. God had told them that tithing had nothing to do with the new pastor. But they withheld them anyway until they felt, quote, comfortable. Let me inject right here. If it all belongs to God, how is it that we can withhold what is his? I'm just asking. I, I'm just saying that I, I felt some kind of way of how about how this parishioner was acting. Now God requires obedience by being a cheerful giver. <coughs> we need to give of our time. So you need to come to church by being a cheerful giver and giving our talent. Uh-huh. We need to use our gifts, our graces, and even our smarts for the Lord. And we need to be a cheerful giver and tithe our money. At least 10% before Uncle Sam pulls all those taxes and all that other extraneous stuff out of your check. At least 10% of your income and tie it to your spiritual house. Yet some are not obedient to this, and it's in every church on this planet. In our story, once the person got to like the new pastor, that's when they paid the tithes. That was being disobedient still. That ain't what God said. If you want God's favor, be obedient. Amen. If you want God's love, be obedient. Amen. If you want water from the rocks of life, a.k.a. your concerns, your consequences, and your controversies of life, be obedient to him when you come to that rock and, and do what God says to do. Amen. If you want special things from God that only he can give, give to him. And he says what you give shall also be given to you. Sometimes God will tell you to speak to your rocks. So be obedient to his word. And you will be blessed. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.